Hello, it's Christine here with the Express to Impress podcast. This episode is part two of why you should write your own resume. You will learn 12 idioms and phrases in English. Expanding your English vocabulary will allow you to communicate better with native English speakers. And as always, you'll get some homework at the end so you can continue to improve your English communication skills. If you want my tips on preparing for a job interview, I invite you to visit my website for my free five-step job interview preparation checklist. This checklist has already helped thousands of people worldwide perform well in interviews and get jobs they love. To sign up, visit my website at express-to-impress.com. Now, let's begin. Right. The first one is a fan of someone or something. Here's how I used it. I'm a fan of having a master resume, perhaps one that's many pages long, that you can cut down once there's a job you want to apply for. You can say you're a fan of something when you strongly like, appreciate, support, or are interested in something. Now we have cut down. I'm a fan of having a master resume, perhaps one that's many pages long, that you can cut down once there's a job you want to apply for. The phrasal verb cut down means to reduce the size, amount, or quantity of something. Now we have have your fair share of something. Here's how I used it. While I firmly believe that every job seeker should write their own resume, at least the first draft of their resume, I have seen my fair share of resume writing horror stories. This means to have a lot or more than enough of something. I used it to express that I've seen many bad resumes. Now we have horror story. While I firmly believe that every job seeker should write their own resume, at least the first draft of their resume, I have seen my fair share of resume writing horror stories. Here, you can use horror story as a noun to describe something bad happening. Now we have mind you. Here's how I used it. These are professionals with successful careers, mind you. We use this informal phrase to stress a preceding or following statement. Now we have one of my favorites. What in the world? Here's how I used it. They wrote their resumes on their own, and yet it didn't work out for them. So what in the world was the problem? We use what in the world as an exclamation to emphasize surprise, shock, anger, or disgust. Now we have be easier said than done. Here's how I used it. First and foremost, you need to brag about your accomplishments in your resume. It's easier said than done, I know. We use this phrase when something is more easily talked about than put into practice. Now we have at one's fingertips. Here's how I used it. Sometimes potential clients ask me for specific measurable results, and I don't always have the numbers they want at my fingertips. We use this phrase to describe information that is readily available or accessible. Next, we have on the spot. Here's how I used it. 
It's hard to come up with reliable numbers on the spot, but there's time to gather this important data when writing a resume. The phrase on the spot means immediately. Next, we have keep in mind. And keep in mind, it's better to write numbers than spell them so they stand out. Keep in mind means to think of or remember something or someone. Um, a noun or pronoun can be used between keep and in. Now we have out of thin air. Here's how I used it. A resume writer or editor can't, or rather shouldn't, come up with these numbers and percentages out of thin air. We use this expression when something materializes suddenly and unexpectedly. And finally, we have let's face it. Here's how I used it. Let's face it. Applicant tracking systems are not humans with emotions that can be forgiving of a few mistakes on a resume, and they filter out qualified candidates every single day. We use this informal phrase to indicate one should be realistic about an unwelcome fact or situation. That's all of the idioms and phrases in English for today. Many of my clients struggle to get job interviews in this challenging job market. When I ask how they are finding jobs, my clients often tell me they apply for jobs on places like LinkedIn and Glassdoor. Finding jobs on job boards and LinkedIn means you're competing with hundreds of other job applicants and are unlikely to get job interviews. With this approach, it will take a long time to find and get a new job. Besides finding jobs by searching sites online, you can enlist the help of assistants, in this case, your professional network. To enlist their help, you must inform others you're looking for a job online and in private conversations and messages. You must also make sure you're in the right place at the right time to learn about job opportunities. And finally, you must build a strong online presence so that people contact you with job opportunities. With knowledge, skills, and practice, you will become a competent job seeker and find the job you want. I dedicate just over one hour to explain how to find jobs in my online course, how to land your next job, and I cover a lot. The lessons include eight common job search mistakes, where to look for jobs strategically, preparing to search for jobs, networking, searching for jobs, and applying for jobs. These interactive lessons are packed full of helpful handouts, including an employee benefits exercise, employer review sites, freelance platforms, job search introduction inter exercise, job applications tracker, job boards and search engines, network tracker, and a top companies tracker. So if you are looking for a job now or planning to look for one in the next six months, I advise you to learn how to find and apply for jobs strategically with my online course, How to Land Your Next Job. It will ultimately save you tons of time helping you get a job faster and with less frustration. To learn more and watch free previews, visit my website at express-to-impress.com. And as a loyal listener of the Express to Impress podcast, I want to offer you 15% off the cost with the coupon code PODCAST15. 
takes repetition and implementation. So I'll give you some homework. Listen to this episode again and repeat the words out loud to practice. It will not only expand your English vocabulary, but help you improve your American pronunciation, listening skills, and intonation. You'll be doing the shadowing technique. If you need a reminder about how to implement the shadowing technique, check out episode 15, Introducing the Shadowing Technique for English Learning. As you know, there are no outside advertisements on the podcast. Of course, I'd love to keep it that way. So if you get a new job or a raise in part of because of something you learned on the podcast, I invite you to make a donation to keep the podcast on the air. 100% of any amount you give will go to production expenses. You can donate with a debit card, credit card, or PayPal account on my website at express-2-impress.com forward slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Express to Impress podcast. If you found this episode useful, please remember to share it with a friend. See you next time. Bye.